This is the Book Legion Podcast, where we review thought-provoking books to give our Legionnaires the knowledge they need to dominate the next level of their life. Hey everybody, this is Tyzer Evans with the Book Legion. Thanks so much for joining me this week. This week I'm going to be doing a book review on Ken Honda's book, Happy Money. So for me, I was really interested in reading this book because I felt like, especially through my 20s, I haven't always had a great relationship with money. But I didn't even know that I had a bad relationship with money until I started hearing people in that financial space talk about your relationship with money and how you view money. Ultimately, affects how you attract money. It affects how you react emotionally to money. Um, I read a book by Kyle Cease, The Illusion of Money, which was one of the first books that had me start to really analyze my relationship with money. So I was really excited to read this book. Ken Honda is 56. He's from Kobe, Japan. He was someone who retired at 29. He had a consulting and accounting business, and so he retired at 29 after running that very successfully to welcome his new baby daughter into the world. And since then, he's come on to... He's gone on to sell over 7 million books about how to have a better relationship with money. So without further ado, let's jump into my favorite three sections. So there's only five chapters in the book, so I'm not going to do what I typically do and go over a specific chapter. I'm just going to talk to you about my three biggest takeaways from the book. The chapters were anywhere from 50 to 60 pages. Um, The book's only 180 pages in length, so it's relatively short. It's a very easy read. I knocked it out in about four days. But the first part that really stuck out to me was when he was talking about money being a zero-sum game. How a lot of people, they get off on a bad foot with the relationship with money is because they look at money as though when my neighbor, say, buys a brand new car, and it's a car maybe that I envy or I'm jealous of, we automatically go to default where we think that, well, because my neighbor bought that car, then there's not enough for me. So it's like if my friend takes a really good job or makes a lot of money, well, then there's not enough money for me. So we have to get this concept of a zero-sum game that just because somebody else is doing well, then that means there's now a shortage for me, which is not the case at all. There is not a shortage of success and there's not a shortage of money. If we really look at 2020, 35% of all U.S. money that has ever been printed since the inception of the country, which is 1776, was printed in 2020. So you think about that. 35% of the money that's ever been in circulation was printed within the last 10 months. So that just goes to show you there is no shortage of money. The shortage comes in our mind where we think just because somebody else has something, now there's less for me. We think of it as like a pie. And if somebody else has a bigger piece of the pie, then there's a smaller piece of the pie for me. So Ken does a great job of starting to talk about how you reframe the zero-sum uh, type of mindset and where that conditioning came from so you can start to rewire how you view money and realize there's no shortage of money. Your your neighbor can eat very well and you can eat well or better. There's never a shortage of money or success. The second thing he did that was a really big takeaway for me was start to analyze how to make small shifts with your relationship with money. So he calls it unhappy money or happy money. Like there's only two things. Like you're either unhappy around money or you're happy with money. Like it either controls your life or doesn't control your life. And so for a lot of people, it's just making very small uh, mental shifts when you come to analyzing your relationship with money. So one of the big ones for me, and it's gonna sound super simple, is that when you get paid, you just say thank you, or in Japanese, you say arigato. So, you know, I realize that when I get money, I don't always have the gratitude that I should, right? We place a lot of value 
on money and we place a lot of identity with how much we have on on uh, money. And this is why a lot of he talks a lot about why a lot of people don't like to spend their savings or see their savings go into different types of investments because when they see the the money come out of their bank account, it's like they're withdrawing their own value. And so he starts to get really into these shifts where you have to say. Thank you for the money coming in and thank you for the money coming out and recognize, especially if you're investing or if you're buying groceries, like the money that you earn, it's still value because it's nourishing your body. So you want to be have gratitude and have thanks for the money that you that came into you. But also you want to be grateful for the things that it's going out and purchasing and embellishing and helping your life. Because a lot of people, and Kyle Cease talked about this too, he gave a beautiful example of like people go to the beach. Like you're at the beach. Imagine you're at the beach and you put on a backpack and you're trying to put all this sand in the sand's representation of money. You're trying to put all this sand in the backpack, right? And then you, you fill up your van with your, with this, you be, fill up your bag with your sand and then you're just, you're just cruising around with your bag trying to guard your bag, right? Because it's got all the sand. Again, the sand is money. So you're just trying to guard which, what you have, not realizing you're on the fucking beach and there's money everywhere, right? So there's not a shortage of money. So again, Ken really talks about how do you be happy and grateful? And that is a very pivotal shift. So for me now, every time that I get paid, I say thank you. And I try to be very grateful for the money and what it represents to my life, how I'm able to pay for my kids' private schools, how I'm able to pay for my mortgage, I'm able to pay for our groceries, right? So just making that small shift of gratitude of receiving and also when you spend money starts to make those small mental shifts. And he gives a lot of different examples of these in the book. And the last part I want to talk about is what he calls money IQ and then there's money EQ. But I want to focus on money EQ because this is where I think that people have the hardest time with. And I kind of mentioned it talking about the previous section, but we all react emotionally to money. And so it's starting to have a little bit of a wherewithal and understanding of how you're reacting to motion to money emotionally. How do you react when you receive money? How do you react when you have to share money? How do you react when you enjoy money? And how do you react when you trust money to go into a certain flow, like investment or purchasing a car or spending it on food, right? So he talks about all these different ways of how we react emotionally. And a lot of this, again, you know, comes from our programming as a child. Like if you grew up in a household where it was complete scarcity mindset, Whereas always like, oh, well, they have this. That means that we probably can't afford that. Or, you know, the term I always heard in my house is we're financially embarrassed or we can't afford that. You know, what I really try to do with our kids is we don't say we can't afford that. We say, how can we afford that? Right. It's going to see small shifts. But a lot of us, we know money doesn't grow in trees. Money's the root of all evil. So we've been really conditioned from a very early age to have a bad relationship with money. And this whole book is The Japanese Art of Making Peace with Your Money is the subtitle. So Ken walks you through all these sections about how to start to reframe, how to acknowledge the emotions you have with different ways of receiving or spending money, understanding where those are coming from. I mean, it's basically like a mini therapy session on money. Um, so for me, it was a really profound book. I'm really grateful that I read it. I think it's really important for us to start to make this cultural shift about how um, there's not enough for everybody. There's plenty of money for everybody to be wealthy, but people stay small and they think small because they get into this scarcity mindset that there's not enough for them. And when you start to think there's not enough for you and you're in a scarcity mindset, then you can't attract money. You can't think bigger if you're thinking small. You can't have big things. You can't have big houses. You can't have nice cars if you're thinking small and thinking there's not enough for you. It's impossible to attract money. So I don't want to get too woo 
woo-woo about the law of attraction, but there's a lot to be said about, you know, visualization is such an important practice because your brain cannot distinguish the difference between what you visualize as reality and what is reality. So the more you start to condition your mind to wanting to accept having $100,000 or making $200,000, the more that that will become your reality. That's just science. That's not woo-woo. That's just science, right? So the more that you start to flip your relationship with money, the more that you're able to have it easier, the more you can attract it easier, but also the more you'll appreciate the stuff that it can it can do for your life in a very positive way and you won't be as attached and as freaked out with the scarcity mindset when you have to spend money, all right, or when you give money. So it's a beautifully written book. Uh, Ken has a great disposition. I first heard of him on a podcast. I I wish I could remember who it was. It might have been Tim Ferriss um, or Tim Bailu. But anyway, uh, great guy. You should follow him. He's got his own podcast as well. He's got several other books all on money. I believe he might even have courses on his website, which I'll post in the show notes. If you want to buy the book, Happy Money, I'll post a link. It's only like 10 bucks on Amazon, so I'll post the Amazon link. You can click it, buy the book. I highly recommend it if you're someone who's looking to have a better relationship with money, earn money, earn more money, or just get more comfortable with receiving and spending money. It's definitely a book you need to read, so I was a huge fan. If you guys haven't, please subscribe to the podcast YouTube channel. Uh, Leave me a comment. Leave me a review. I would really appreciate it. I drop book reviews once a week on Sunday, so look out for them. There'll be books based on wealth, investment, health. Uh, leadership, sales, spirituality, you name it, I'm going to review it. If there's any books you want me to review, go ahead and drop me a comment. Leave me the book name. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening and watching, and I'll talk to you guys soon.